Hey everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. I'm Michael, that's John. Hey, 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 hey. We're kind of in an off-season right now. If you listen to the show on a regular basis, uh, you know we've been working ourselves up from 1980 to 1990, whatever, you know. I think we stopped in 1996 last. And the other main co-host, uh, Jacob, he is not available the last quarter because of his uh, job. So, you know, you and I are just going to be doing filler episodes, just like random stuff, just doing whatever sounds interesting to us. So what are we doing this episode? Uh, we're looking at what we... I'm hesitant to use this thing, top ten, because I don't think we're both treating these necessarily as a top ten list, but our ten favorite arcade games, uh, in this case, uh, like what, the 70s and the 80s. Right, um... It's kind of like the perfect concert playlist that we do, or, you know, any of the, the, over the years we've done the playlist, like our favorite cartoons, favorite horror movies, you know, like the perfect Halloween, stuff like that. It's kind of like that. So it's not in any particular order. I didn't go hardcore like I do with some of the stuff. I just, you know, 10 that made my, like, uh, and then I have a few extras that didn't make the list, but, like, really hovered around the edges. So, I mean, I have that too. And then we're going to read off some that the, the listeners and stuff like that, and my friends have uh, posted that they thought were essential games of the 80s. Yeah, I actually do not have any, I won't say alternates, but I will say I don't have other ones, but chances are it'll be, you'll mention games that if they're not on my list, they're probably games that I would have been, hell yeah, that game was awesome. Yeah. One I'm leaving off because I know it more for the original Nintendo cartridge. I think later, I think it, it was, I think it was a cartridge first and then became part of the Play 10. I'm not 100% certain on it, so I just left it. I waited till we do the NES episode. Now, are we going to do, are we doing generations? Like, are we doing uh, the Master System, NES, and like whatever else, like the 7800 that was around at that time? Or are we sticking to one console? Because it's kind of hard to do a Genesis Master System kind of thing. Well, it'd be hard to do a Master System. I can do yeah. a Genesis. Yeah, I would say, I said, I said I combined it into one thing, knowing full and well it's not called the Genesis Master System. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but, but what I would say is, I was kind of thinking, if we're going to do that, do it as the Generations, but it's not yeah, not console-specific, so yeah. our, the 10 favorite games of that generation. Okay, okay, sounds good, because there's a couple of Turbo Graphics that I think I'll probably be adding in. All right, so you want to go first? All right. So, um, I'm looking on, on the list for 70s and 80s, and I was actually a little hard-pressed to get anything from the 70s on there. And I ultimately was kind of torn between, uh, between two games. And so the only thing that's representing 70s is going to be Galaxian. And it's because, let's be honest, Galaga is the more well-known game it is uh it's people if you're going to associate either of those two games it's usually people will talk about galaga right and you know, for good reason but uh i was looking at the screenshots because i know i've played them both and honestly i think i've played more galaxian than i have galaga really Do, what, what, so you prefer galaxian see for me galaga has better gameplay the the, the way they redesign the sprites and how they interact with um, the player is completely different, and I, I think more entertaining. Yeah, well, that, and that's it's like yeah, you have the tractor beams and stuff like that in, in uh, Galaga, and that's you know you have an additional year or two of uh, development time to put to kind of refine what they what they did. But I don't know. It just 
for some reason, looking at it and thinking about it, I think I do prefer Galaxian more. Although it's like, yeah, if chances are at this point, uh, heck, thinking about like when I played Ridge Racer on PlayStation, the loading thing was uh, you played a Galaga level or two. It's like, you know, that that's more ingrained in our society, but I was, like I said, I had to actually sit there and look at screenshots and stuff, and it's kind of went, I think I spent more time with Galaxian. Okay, okay. Um, and then we've also got Miss Pac-Man on my list, and this was also kind of a, a hard choice because, let's be honest, Pac-Man is an all-time classic, and in a way, Miss Pac-Man basically just took and we've said this in the show before, it basically took everything that Pac-Man did and did it better. It was a more refined experience, and, you know, really, we could swap either one, but I'll give it up for Ms. Pac-Man for yeah. basically being a better a better running version of Pac-Man. The, it's so funny, the franchise, only people only remember the first two, but do you remember, I'm sure you were old enough, that there were other iterations that came out, like, every year, just a slight mod. There was, like... The one where he would eat the pellets and get super big, and he could—he didn't—you didn't have to deal with the maze. There was Junior Pac-Man, there was Baby yeah. Pac-Man. I think there was like Pac and Pal and stuff like that. Yeah, Super Pac-Man. I think that's one where he gets gigantic. Yeah, yeah and there's the there Tetris Pac-Man. I don't remember what that was called. Yeah, that's but that was also kind of diminishing returns, really. Yeah, they just kind of kept doing the same thing, and it's like refining it once, and then genuinely adding something to the gameplay. I mean, gigantic Pac-Man is, is an addition, but, you know, ultimately it was really just similar themes of the same product. Right, right. And then well, the, the problem is is that it only really works in that form because do you remember when they tried to do platformers for years and it just didn't work? It has to have some sort of maze puzzle quality. Um, and then, like, out of nowhere, what, like, 12 years ago, they introduced like the giant side, the giant screen, where you could play like an arena with four other people, and that became like a big hit. Yeah, the more people doing attacking a pack of maze is a little bit more fun than just uh, than just trying to turn Pac-Man into a platforming game. Yeah, that's just awkward. But I mean, it's a beloved character, and there's a reason why it's held up for so long. It may be the most famous arcade game of the age. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, let's see. Next up, I've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Is that 80s? Or is that that is 89. Shit. Well, my list is fucked up now. I thought it was 91. <laughs> well, there is, there is the Turtles in Time game, which is very much the same thing, except uh, you have the little time travel aspect. Ah, I fucked it up. Uh, I, I thought it was a 90s game, too, and then I went back with Oh no, it is 89. So yeah, it's like, it, it's not the first side-scrolling beat-em-up that I played, but uh, it's one that, honestly, I would keep going to even more so than, like, say, the Simpsons game. And, you know, that one rocks. Uh, but it had that feel where it was translating the cartoon almost one for one, and, you know, the gameplay was, was outstanding. You know, four-player co-op, and each turtle did genuinely feel different in the gameplay styles and you know I mean you had all the characters from the show you know it's a winner yeah it's it's an absolute favorite I don't know what the fucking to do now I guess I'm just gonna rip one of these off of my list and now add that one 
Let's see. Uh, I've also got Afterburner, which I definitely on the show we've spoken about this and how much I, I love this game. Yeah. And you know, it, it's all about that cabinet that that would rotate up and down as you as you flew. Yeah. It's if so you cool. watch watch T two, you can see the uh, the game in action. Yeah, that was that was the one I was gonna take off my list, so I might as well since you mentioned it. <laughs> this sucks. I can't believe I screwed that up. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we got Outrun, which you know there, there are racing games I do love more than Outrun, but this this game holds holds a dear place in my heart. I I can't not play this game. Yeah. I if I see it in an arcade thing, I would have to pump a quarter into it. Is that a motorcycle one or a car one? It's a car one. Okay, what's the the motorcycle one that came around in like eighty eight or eighty nine that you would ride in? Uh, hang on. Hang on. And what's the helicopter one? Uh, well, I know there's Choplifter, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. No, uh, I thought that's why I thought about the Super Chopper or something like that. I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, okay, I don't, go ahead. I don't know. But yeah, like this thing had amazing music. The graphics were, especially for eighty six, were phenomenal. Like this, this game really still holds up and is just tons of fun. Uh, I have Time Pilot on my list. Oh, what? Which, I don't know if I know that one. Uh, it's, it is a, uh, I, I know we definitely talked about it, and uh, it's got this open airspace uh, where you can fly around. It basically just, it's a rotating, you know, a constant couple of screens that you're going around shooting enemy planes. And, let's be honest, you know, like, 1942 is the game that most people would think of when you really do kind of think of plane shooting games but that's you know it, it, on the, the on rails aspect of that always felt limiting mm-hmm. it's a banger of a game uh, this you, you were able to fly around and you know it's like asteroids in a way where you go and shoot planes and there's a time travel gimmick and it's it's just fun uh, I've also got Rampage yeah <laughs> it's like dude Way better in the arcade by a long shot. You just can't really get the same feel at home. A lot of these games, the reason why we skipped a lot, we were skipping the whole first generation of home console games because they're mostly shit ports or there's nothing about them that sticks out to me. And um, like a lot of these, it's either the controllers were different or there's something about the party aspect you really didn't have on the Nintendo Genesis yet. And and, and Rampage is one of those. Yeah, the, the limitations of of the games at that time, you, you really couldn't. And it's like, yeah, Rampage did get ported to the NES, but that's such an inferior port for this. And, you know, it's like you get to be off-brand Godzilla or off-brand King Kong or a giant werewolf. And you can eat people and, you know, you punch the shit out of buildings. And, I mean, come on, it's, it's just fun destruction. It's like, it's amazing. I can't believe they made a movie about it. <laughs> so what? Wow, a very expensive movie. Actually, and actually, it's not yeah. bad. Yeah, bad. It's, it's surprise. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a big bag of shit. Nope, it's fine. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I've got Spy Hunter on my list. Where you get to be driving a James Bond kind of car. you got machine guns, smoke screens, oil slicks, yeah. fucking surface-to-air missiles. The perfect, uh, or, or the Peter Gunn theme. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, your car can turn to a speedboat. Like, 
it, it feels like this game would be so simple, like so such a simple concept, and yet it is just endless amounts of fun. Yeah. Like, uh, speaking of Dwayne Johnson, remember when that was going to be a movie that John Woo was going to direct like twenty years ago, and they they made a game with Dwayne Johnson doing like you know a lot of the mocap and voice, and it never got turned into a movie. No, no, and. I don't know. I don't think. I really don't think that would have translated as well. Ultimately, I mean, even with even with Wu directing it, I don't know. It was. It, you knew Wu was like, "What am I fucking doing now? I'm just taking these paychecks. I'm, I have no interest in doing this." And he just went back to Hong Kong to do what he wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I've got Altered Beast on mine. <laughs> Which I don't know if we actually ever brought up on the show. I can't remember if we um, ever talked about it. I think we discussed it only when we talked about the launch of the Genesis and how that was the pack-in game. And I think that's the only time we brought it up. Yeah, it's... Uh, let, let's be honest, the game has such a stupid, nonsensical story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, th- I think the know. gameplay now is really stiff. Platformers in the arcade, I don't work for me for some reason. Yeah, and that that is one thing, but you still had the fact that you could turn to a uh, werewolf and a were tiger. They could both shoot fireballs. There was a dragon that breathed electricity, like uh, King Hedra. You know, it's like the game was bizarre, and that's I think what always kept me coming back to it. It was weirdly kind of scary because that first boss, was like a weird creature thing that throws its head at, heads at you <laughs> and stuff. So, God, what the hell was, was going on at that time? But I would still, yeah, I, I still like that game, even if it is, I don't want to say unplayable now, but it's, at this point, yeah, it's not, it would not be as much fun. It, like, if this was my ranking, this would be, like, my number 10. Uh, Operation Wolf is the last one from my list here, and it's, it, that's seriously, it's my favorite, one of my favorite like like on games of all time. It's so good. It, yeah. It was it, one of the first ones I really played that wasn't, uh, you know how Hogan's Heroes, not Hogan's Heroes, I'm sorry, Hogan's, wait, what is it called? Hogan's Alley. Um, there's, it felt like a different gameplay, like just single shot, and it just wasn't as enticing or action-packed. It was just about timing. And Operation Wolf was a different approach to it. Plus, the gameplay was just... It was, it was almost like um, a first-person shooter. What, what was it? Was it a first-person shooter? It, it, it was. It was okay. basically a first-person shooter, right. yeah. You had, uh, you know, it was on rails, so you didn't get to control where you went. You just had a little uh, gun that you swiveled around, and uh, it had that feedback that made a little Uzi, you know, uh, would uh, shake as you shot. And what was, what was cool about it was also... You know, like people throw knives at you, you or grenades, you can shoot them out of the air and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the, like, the the Uzi that you had also had a grenade launcher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, it, there were games that did that better as time went along, but it's still like you know, I would rather play a ritual over like Terminator Two or something. Yeah. Well, I think my favorite. X. I, my favorite is Safari Hunt, and no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about, but there's a place in Portland, a franchise called Wonderland, and they have kid-friendly games or whatever, and you go through and you just shoot bugs. 
and it has really amazing graphics and gameplay, especially for, I think it was like 2008 is when it was created, but the gun itself is so interactive and well-made. Oh, it's beautiful. Is that, is that one where you like sit down, like the cabinet is like a cheap or something? There, there, or like yeah, there, there's two of them. So one is that, and then there's the one where you can stand and the rifle is on like a heavy cord or whatever, so you can kind of move with it. I, I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that. All right, is that your list? That is my ten. Okay. Um, so the ones that didn't make my list, every my friends are going to bring up a couple of them, so I'm not going to mention those. So I'm just going to mention Return of the Jedi, um, the the one where you're you know in the little walker and you're hopping over the logs and stuff like that, and, and I always had fun with that one. And uh, Tron Light Cycle, which is really cool, excellent cabinet, really hard to play. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's things like you know, same thing like tr- the Tron game or uh, God, some some of those other ones where it's just like you could I could never figure those damn things out. Yeah, some and, of them it's just like, all about timing, and my brain just has never been fast enough. <clears throat> all right, so my list. These are favorites. These aren't necessarily the best, and there's gonna be some weird shit in here. But a lot of it is what you covered, and um. Uh, number one, like these are in no particular order, uh, Baby Pac-Man. Okay, okay. I used to go to Showbiz Pizza, which is now Chuck E. Cheese, um, and they had one there, and I would play that every time we went. It's a very weird hybrid game. It's a pinball game, which I'm a hardcore pinball guy. Um, God, I wish I had one in my house or some sort of simulator. Um, they're really expensive. But uh, you would get to a certain area in the pinball board, and then you would go up to a screen that would play Pac-Man, and you were just the baby, or you know, going around the maze, or whatever. So it's essentially one of the greatest video games of all time, just with an extra level of enhancement. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I love pinball, but I could never name any tables that I that I pl- played a lot. Oh, okay. I would, I it just I would sit there and oh, I would like to play pinball. I played oh. Lethal Weapon three pinball way more than I ever expected. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, I played the, the Demolition Man one, too. They were at a restaurant in my town. So um, so my second one, you already mentioned, Galaga. Uh, oh, no, 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 you mentioned Galaxian, like, and I mentioned why I prefer Galaga. Um, number three is the Star Wars Arcade. Not the trilogy that everybody knows from like 20 years later. I'm talking the original Vectrex, the first game to ever use voice replication. I just I'm completely and utterly obsessed with this game. And I can't find... I wish I had a console with proper controls, but it just doesn't work. The way that they've designed it, it seems like it can only be played with like a flight simulator stick or something, or you have to play the cabinet. And playing play on my emulator with a stupid NES controller just isn't cutting it. Well, it's like, I, I know I've played... I had it for a PC, and I'm trying to remember if we actually use a flight stick on that or not. Yeah, your natural tendencies... Um, in flying on console games is inverted, so you, it's, you just can't really play the game because your mu- your mind keeps telling your muscles to do the exact opposite of what you need to do. Yeah, very much so. Um, Centipede is my number four. Another one that just it just can't be played at home the right way because you have to have that rollerball for speed and accuracy. Yeah, I've never liked 
I've never liked that game. Really? I've tried. I've tried to play that so many times, and it's just it always frustrates the hell out of me. Although I do love the fact that I guess you're like a little elf guy, yeah. but you don't look like it. Yeah, I, I I honestly thought I was in a ship until you, you're really just an elf guy. I thought you were a guy in a ship, or is that millipede? I can't remember. I don't know about Melby, but yeah, it's like it's a fantasy game. You're a like a little like a little elf or a hobbit or something. Yeah. That's a magic wand that you're using. The the little fucker, the little spider that jumps in is the one that kills me every time because I'm too busy looking at the centipede that I don't see his ass bouncing around. Yeah, it's like that. It just that this one of those games where I could just I never figured out how to play it right. Yeah. I would try doing stuff and then I would die and I'd be like, oh okay, this was Ten seconds wasted. Uh, number five is 1943. I love my top-down shooters. I could have put 50 of them here in the 80s and 90s. Um, I think this for me, uh, 1942 is the first, but the graphics are much better on 43, and the flow of the game is better, I think, in 43. So if I have to pick an 80s top-down shooter, I'm going to go with this one. And, and like I said, those that, that franchise was really good, even, even if they were very similar in each one they all played so well yeah well it's it's one where it gave you a little more leeway i hate the ones that it seems like everything is flying at you and you have no shot there's no possible way you're going to beat the game under like 100 bucks and that's what drives me nuts you have to give players a chance at surviving or they're not going to want to play and so many of the replicas of this franchise didn't understand that. And also, this has really cool, like, special bonus weapons and, and how it interacts with the enemies. The the, sta- the the bosses at the end are great. Um, it really is, like, the pinnacle of design uh, for this time period. Very much so, yeah. It's like, I'll, I will not disagree on that. I think, like I said, I, I really enjoy that franchise a lot. Um, number six, you already did Spy Hunter. Number seven, Operation Wolf. Um, my number eight is another pinball game, Elvira and the Party Monsters. There's two Elvira games, and I think this one is just more up my alley. Um, God damn it, I love horror. Scare, any scary pinball game is my jam, and I love Elvira, so that, that made my list. Well, I'm sure there's other reasons uh, that you Oops. like that one, too. <laughs> So, so there's, I'm sure there's something that you can stare at uh, while you're playing. Um, Afterburner is my number... Well, was my number nine until I decided to go with TMNT, the arcade game. Um, and then my number ten is Akari Warriors, another one that can really only be played properly if you have it uh, you know, at the arcade because of the control schemes. Yeah. Akari, yeah, Akari Warriors is, is a phenomenal title. There's... God, I... I know I played that a bunch, but at the same time, it's, yeah, I don't have as many memories with that yeah, one as I do so many of these other It's games. another top-down shooter. I don't know why the top-down way of playing is my favorite, um, but this one, it has a, since you're not a ship, you, you're a person, you rotate, and you have enemies coming from all sides, and you cannot spin properly uh, at a home. You know, there's just no way. I didn't think with the newer controllers with a stick, it would be the same. Um, well, no, you'd be able to do it with, with the analog sticks at this point. But. Maybe, I guess. But there's a, a particular way you do it, because this is a twist and turn, but maybe. I just haven't bothered to play it. I need to get a new remote control from, or a uh, new controller from my uh, emulator. 
All right, so two of the games that uh, friends suggested that need to make the list. Um, let's see, we got uh, Anthony with Galaga, Donkey Kong. Jesus, Donkey Kong yeah. is so cool looking oh, at, but yeah. impossible. Okay. You know what? You know what? Actually, I would have had Donkey Kong Jr. on my list. Yeah, I do prefer Donkey Kong Jr. I don't like Donkey Kong 3 where you're spraying the shit up his butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that one's not as much fun. But Donkey Kong Jr., that, that was... I. As much as Donkey Kong is a classic, I don't like it. Yeah, it's so I, hard. It's so fucking insanely hard. It's all about timing again. And um, uh, mentions Mappy, and I think Mappy is a really fun, underrated Namco game. It's it's a nice, sweet little game, yeah. Um, Greg, uh, my uncle Greg mentioned Dragon's Lair, which is a beautiful game, impossible to play for people with my attention span. I'm too busy looking at the animation. <laughs> I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> I've, I've never found Dragon's, uh, Dragon's Lair fair. Uh, oh, no. Well, they're all... That and Space Ace and Dragon's Lair 2 were all beautiful to look at, but impossible yeah. to play. If you go... If you go online, I think they have the, all the animated sequences put together, and it's only 15 minutes, but if you look, it's really only 8 minutes because they would repeat the animation, but backwards. <laughs> but it is the studio that saved uh, uh, Don Bluth... You know, because uh, Secret Nim really didn't make a lot of money at the time and kept the studio going, so. Oh, man. Uh, I think, I, if I remember right, someone did mention uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. Right? Uh, let's get that. So Brent uh, mentioned Galaga and the, you know, the arcade Star Wars that I mentioned. Here's one. Dave Callens mentions one that I don't know. It's called Satan's Hollow. Yeah, I'm not aware. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, uh, Centipede and Tempest, another one where you have to have that controller because it's it's a circular game, and it's just impossible to play at home. Yeah, yeah, I've that's Lisa, that's another one where I just I looked at it. I think I played it once or twice and went, okay, no, uh, I can't. This is not this is not the arcade game for eight year old John. Uh, Ken Reed mentions uh, Tetris, which I didn't even remember was an arcade, but if you watch that documentary, you're like, oh, right, yeah, because that was how the whole confusion started, because it was computers, arcade, and consoles, and that's what the whole war of the rights were about. Um, Dig Dug, which I think is fine. It's a fun game. Uh, Pit Fighter, which I don't think is a good game, but I get why he brings it up, because yeah. it, it's kind of essential for that mocap look. Yeah, it's like I, it's, it's it was never a game I liked, but I, I totally agree with with the guy with his uh, reasoning behind it because one hundred percent it's a you know without that you don't have Mortal Kombat. Ghouls and Ghosts is a beautiful game, brilliant in concept, impossible to play. <laughs> yeah, I, we've we've described we've talked about that one. You know, it's you might as well just have someone staple your nuts to the floor. I think you'll have more fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Ron uh, mentions a bunch of games here, and I don't know which decade they were, but uh, the Gauntlet Four Player, which I think was like ninety two. That, that's, that's in the eighties, yeah. Yeah, was it? I did have, I did think about doing Gauntlet. Okay. But... I didn't realize it was four player back then. I thought that was later when it became Legends. Um, no, no, no. Okay, so it was the, the full thing because you had, you know, your your bastard friends could go and shoot the food. <laughs> Uh, the Super Off-Road, which I don't know what year that is. I, I'm pretty sure that's also 80s. Okay, I, yeah, I remember playing that one. Cruising USA, that is definitely 90s. That's 90s. San Francisco Rush. Uh, that's also 90s. Excite Bike, that was a fun game to play. I remember mostly playing it on the Game Boy. Yeah, I, I never, uh, aside from it being like 
one of those uh, Nintendo versus cabinets. I don't think that was an arcade game. I think like, he says it was sh- uh, thrown on the Play Choice 10, which was always a confusing yeah. console because it's like they took the arcade games after they were on consoles and then just put it to get you know to wider audiences to expose them to the Nintendo brand. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of. Is I'm pretty sure that it's just it's a port of the console game, not an arcade version. Uh, the Tron games, you know, of course, there's the one that we know with the light cycles, but there's also discs, I believe. I think there might be a third one. Um, uh, the version of the Star Wars arcade game that was a sit-down cabinet. I remember playing a Star Trek one that was very similar. That was Vectrex. It was really good. Um, the Top Gun cabinet. I don't remember that one. Um, I. No, I don't. That one doesn't come to mind either. Air combat. Got me on that one. <laughs> and then Dragon's Lair. And, of course, he mentions like everybody else does, hey, it was a beautiful game, but everybody sucked at it. <laughs> and that is it for this episode. Anything else you want to say about this decade before we go? Oh, man. there's If you can find a... Uh... A retro arcade or if you're old enough to do that like a barcade or something yeah and they've actually got those uh those classic games in there seriously give them a shot if you've never played it before because these there's some really good stuff there and it's it's a shame that if all the, the, the stuff could get lost to time the best barcade that i've ever seen is ground control in portland but after they did the remodel the first few times I went, it was very claustrophobic in there, and you end up molesting everybody just trying to get to a cabinet. Um, and then they redid it. They took out about 25% of the games to give more breathing room. They put in a DJ. They redid it to make it look like Tron Legacy. And, uh, God, they cleaned up some of the games. A lot of those pinball games in the upstairs area just were not working. The Shadow pinball game I wanted to play so bad. Uh, that would be very fun. I, I, like, I love the Shadow movie. Yeah. All right, everybody, that is it for this episode. To be continued as we jump into the 90s. Thank you, everyone. See ya.